Greetings, bro. Welcome to Connect for Men with your host, James Easterling. Bro hug. Let's get started. Welcome back from the No Time to Dream episode that we left off on. What we're going to pick up on that episode here, remember, the father was in the process of calling his son, his grown son. So let's pick up from there and find out what happens next. So the father's in the process of calling his son, and the phone is ringing and ringing and ringing. The son picks up, and the dad says, hey, son, you got a minute? I have time. I want to find out what was your dream all about? I haven't had an opportunity to hear about it yet. And then the son replies with, Oh, uh, Dad, I really can't talk right now because I'm in the middle of a barbecue. Why don't I give you a call back later on and I'll let you know all about my dream. And then the dad responds with, Okay, don't forget, I won't, Dad. And he hangs up. Well, several years go by. And the dad remembers again, oh man, I still have not an opportunity to hear about my son's dream. I'm at the doctor's office. I got a few minutes. Let me give him a call and find out what that dream is all about because I really want to know. So he gets on his phone, gives his son a call, and it rings and it rings. Finally, his son picks up. His son is on the other end. He says, hey, what's up, dad? And his dad says, hey, son, you got a minute? I really want to find out about that dream. I want you to tell me all about it. And then his son, in somewhat of a whispering voice, says, hey, Dad, I really can't talk to you right now. I'm in the middle of a board meeting. I'll call you back and tell you all about it. Oh, one minute, Dad. By the way, can you pick up my son later on today? And the dad says, sure, son, I I can. I'm looking forward to hearing about that dream. The son replies, sure, Dad, I gotta go. Well, he hangs up, and the dad is thinking, well, I'll get an opportunity to hear about that dream later on today. So he follows through with the promise that he gave his son of picking up his grandson. And he is so excited, he cannot wait to pick up his grandson from middle school. Pulls up, his grandson jumps in the car, and he's excited about something. And the dad, the granddad looks back, and he says, hey, how's it going, son? Is everything okay? Oh, yeah, it is. Guess what, Granddad? There's something I've got to tell you. I've got this dream, and I've got to share it with somebody. Is it okay if I tell you about my dream right now? And then Grandpa pauses for a second because he's getting another phone call that's coming into his phone, and it's really important. He's got to take it right now. And he says, oh, I really want to hear about it, son. Why don't you uh, tell me about it after I get off this phone call? And then the grandson blurts out, Granddad, that's what Daddy says all the time. And he still hasn't heard about my dream. And then Granddad hangs up the phone, looks in the rearview mirror, looks at the grandson, looks at himself, and he realizes, wow, my son was just like me. He didn't have time. I didn't have time to hear his dream. And now I don't have time to hear my grandson's dream. 
Well, before we go on any further with part two of dreams, let's take a moment and have you come back and we'll talk some more about No Time to Dream. Welcome back. That was quite an illustrative story of how generational dreams can be deferred. That's right. You can pass on your deferred dreams to the next generation and then the next generation. But we're going to talk today about No Time to Dream Part 2. Bro, how do I avoid that? I want to be able to follow through on my dream and make it a reality. All right, so here we go. Let's roll up our sleeves and let's dig in. Now, remember, we were reading Genesis 37 and we were looking at the ideal model of the dreamer, Joseph, in the book of Genesis. And now what we're going to do is take a look at a second dream that Joseph had and how that second dream was communicated and how it turned out. So we're going to look at Genesis 37 and I'm going to read through now verse 9 and on. Now he had still another dream and related it to his brothers and said, Lo, I have had still another dream. And behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. He related it to his father and to his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have had? Question, question, question. Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? Another question question. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. So once again, we see how Joseph communicates his second dream to his family and how his family doubts him, how his family plants that seed of, hey, this is no way that that dream is going to become a reality. And we are definitely not going to encourage you, nor are we going to help you make that a reality. So what shall we do? Well, let's take a look at putting together our strategy of working through this dream that we talked about in No Time to Dream Part 1. We've written it down and we're ready to start executing our dream. Well, here's a few questions. Let's work towards generating answers so that we can solidify that dream and start executing it. So what's holding you back? Let's just start that right off the bat. What has been holding you back from actually following through on your dream? Well, I want you to take a few minutes and to think about that write it down of all of the reasons why hey i have not been able to do this or excuses why you have not been able to follow through on your dream and if you've gotten to a point where your dream has been buried for so long that you don't dream or you haven't dreamed 
until you listen to the first episode, start to scrape down deep so that you can get at your dream and to bring that back to life. You got that down? Do you know those reasons? Now that we have those reasons, let's write down as many reasons as you can think of as to why you should execute this dream of yours. Take a moment to do that. And if you're driving, don't take your hands off the wheel. Just think about it in your mind. So, have you come to at least give one reason why you should execute this dream? Well, that's all you need. One reason as to why you should do it. And that should become your punch. That should become your start, your commitment to executing it. You have one reason, at least, as to why you should do it. Now let's ask another question. Where are doors closing and opening for you in your life, in this moment and time? Now we saw, using Joseph as the example, how at a very young age, he had a dream, two dreams, of where he saw his life going. And things were opening up for him in that direction. So can you think of at this moment, again, if you're driving, think about it in your mind. Where are doors closing and opening for you with this dream? Because again, where they're opening or closing, that should give you a great indication of the reality of making this dream real. Next question. Of course, with any dream, just like with Joseph, you're going to get your naysayers. So what kind of naysayers are you getting right now? Take an example again of Joseph. His brothers were plotting against him, and his dad was not in agreement. His mother was not in agreement with him being a lead over them. They just could not imagine that. And again, we saw that in Genesis 37, verse 9 through 11. So do you have your naysayers? Are they family? Are they friends? Are they acquaintances? Are they people that you work with that you've shared your dream with? Next question to ask yourself, how should I then respond to these, these individuals who are my naysayers, who are against me, who feel that this dream is a pipe dream. You've said it before and you haven't done anything about it. Stop talking about it. Well, let's take a look at how Joseph handled his naysayers, his situation, and how he was able to turn things around in his favor. Now, we get to the point in Joseph's story and I'm kind of fast-forwarding here with it because he goes from being sold into slavery by his brothers so they can douse that dream, being the naysayers. They don't tell his dad about it. Concoct the story as to what happened to him, and they tell his dad, and then the lie continues. But for Joseph, things start to turn around in his favor throughout his life. So he gets sold into slavery, and then he goes from slavery, 
And then he starts going up the ladder of favor in Egypt, because he gets sold to Egyptians, to eventually becoming Pharaoh's right-hand man. And he takes the gifts and talents that God has given him, being able to interpret dreams, and that's how he rises to the level that he is at with Pharaoh. So that's where we're at. So in Genesis 45, verse, starting at verse 4, Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please come closer to me. And they came closer. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. From the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God sent me before you to preserve you as a remnant in the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. That's right, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. So we see how this comes full circle for Joseph, where his naysayers, family, his family turns around after time goes by, and they actually, thinking that, well, Joseph has passed, he's dead, they actually have to go to Egypt for help. Joseph happens to be in control of the resources in Egypt, right hand, that's right, to Pharaoh and his brothers. They had no idea how his life turned out. So the next question is, <clears throat> excuse me, what God-given victories can you celebrate on your journey so far with these dreams? Do you have any small things that you can celebrate since you've started, right? You've started working on your dream. What are some of the small accomplishments that you can celebrate to help keep you motivated, to help that drive going? And I'll give you an example of me, of things that I'm working on, various dreams that I'm working on. And right now, I'm working on a dream and executing that dream of bringing and building bro community, bringing together men who are connecting with a common cause and growing and building that community so that they'll be able to teach other men how to connect. And I'm loving every minute of that, but I'm learning so much. And I celebrate each victory for each man that decides to become part of my community. Next question. Where is God taking you? Well, we saw where God was taking Joseph, right? God had already planned in advance how Joseph was going to help his family because of a famine that was going to take place. But rolling everything back to the beginning of when he shared both dreams with his family not believing him and his brothers, being jealous and saying, hey, we have to get rid of him because he's definitely 
definitely not going to lead over us. And then look what happens. They have to go back to him. And it turns out that Joseph ends up saving his family from the famine in Egypt. Next and last question is, can you say yes to God's plan for your dream? Or are you going to let the reasons that we talked about at the very beginning hold you back? Excuses as to why you cannot execute your dream. Well, now it's time for us to take a look at what I like to call toolkit building time. So let's huddle up. And here is our three-step game plan. Number one is we're going to start living your dream with what you've got right now, where you are in life. Stop the excuses. Stop the reasons why you can't. And focus on at least one of those reasons that you gave as to why your dream needs to be executed and to take place. And hopefully part of that is leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy for others. Two, don't let naysayers extinguish your dream. Now remember, we talked about how Joseph had naysayers throughout his lifetime that didn't believe in him, but that did not stop Joseph from climbing from being sold into slavery to becoming Pharaoh's right-hand man in Egypt. Last but not least, number three, celebrate the small victories. Set goals for yourself and celebrate those goals, those milestones as you hit them. Now I'd like to transition into what I call a man's man challenge. Here's where we get an opportunity to use what we've talked about in this episode and apply them to our life. Two things I want you to do with the challenge. Number one, find an accountability partner. And we've talked about this before. Your accountability bro is going to help you walk through this dream, keep the momentum going, keep you encouraged, definitely set you straight when you start to veer off track or get discouraged and want to give up number one challenge. Number two, set a time and date for your first milestone of the stream. Executing it wherever you may be at, in place, setting that milestone and working towards accomplishing that milestone daily. Not once in a blue moon, not, hey, I just happen to have a few minutes, but a doing something towards accomplishing that milestone daily. And again, we talked about right where you are at. Whatever the reasons or excuses that you gave, continue to have those excuses bow down to you. Do not let them get into your mind and cause you to stumble. Well, before we close out, I'd like to share a great movie with you that epitomizes what a dream 
looks like, what it's all about, the trials and tribulations that you go through in order to execute that dream. But in the end, you are victorious. Now, I don't know how many of you may have seen the movie The Pursuit of Happiness, and it was starring Will Smith a couple of years ago. And if you happen to have Netflix, uh, Hulu, or Amazon, or any of those platforms, I'm sure that you'll be able to look it up and watch it. But the main character that the story focuses on is Chris Gardner, and it takes you through his journey of what that was like for him as far as his dream. Now, he was in an interview, and he said that his first dream was to become the next Miles Davis. And some of you are probably wondering, Miles Davis, dude, who is that? Well, Google the name Miles Davis, jazz icon. That was his first dream. His second dream was he wanted to be world class at something. He didn't know what it was, but he wanted to be world class at something. And that's where this movie highlights what that process was like for him to have that dream of becoming a top-notch stockbroker. Great movie to check out. Now, in the end with this movie, I'm not going to give it away, but I will let you know, after beginning his career at Dean Winter, Chris Gardner went on to found an investment firm, Gardner Rich, in 1987, and this guy has continued to knock it out the park and continue to give back to the community as well. Wow, this has been fantastic. I love it. Dreams. I want you to accomplish that one dream, that one dream that you set out to do or forgotten about or through whatever life experiences that you've gone through which has caused that dream to fade away to bring it back to the surface to get motivated and to start working on it and I'm here for you bro I'm here for you to give you 100% support well as this journey comes to an end I want you to give me an update now how can you give me an update you're thinking well if you have the anchor app then you can leave me a voice message. If you're listening to this podcast on any other platform, then you can leave a comment for me and let me know, did you meet the man's man challenge? Are you working on your dream? Where are you at with your dream? Well, join me for the next Connect for Men. Like what you heard? Become a part of the community. Tap the subscribe button and find out and get notified when the latest episode drops. Well, caring is sharing, and that's all about building community, your community of bros. If you have bros that you know that this podcast can benefit them, here's an opportunity for you to share the love. Tap the share button and send it out to your bros. Also, you get an opportunity as a listener to leave a comment and I want to hear from you. I want to know your thoughts on the podcast. Tap and leave your review and your comments. 
listen and I can check it out. If you happen to be listening on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice message. Leave your comments there and I'll be listening. And who knows, I just might use your comments on the next episode. And lastly, tap the donate button and you can make a contribution in any amount. Have a great day on purpose. And remember, you're not the only one going through what you're going through.